Off the ball, breakfast. Ireland's sports breakfast show. Off the ball. GAA. Typically, I think people who aren't paying attention, right, see the Crokes results or see them winning or see them continue and go, oh, the man city of club football. It's just not true. Like, they scrape through often a lot of these games. I understand <laughs> that you're you're trying to year it away. I'm not. The biggest club in Ireland they, not they, being favourites who are like... They don't tend to blitz teams. That's okay. what I'm saying. There oh, tends to be... Oh. Like, Ashling made the point, right, there was four points in it, really, yeah. at the end of that game yesterday. The goal oh. was kind of a thing that happened, but four points in it. It's not... Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. Arsenal, not great at the moment, uh, except their women are. Um, they smashed Chelsea in front of a record-breaking crowd at the Emirates. It looked like the atmosphere was incredible. Um, what was the story here, Kathleen? Yeah, uh, I mean, a game that definitely no one expected to go the way that it did. I think Chelsea really, really missed Millie Bright. It's funny how whenever she doesn't play for England or Chelsea, um, she, despite captaining both teams, she's kind of underrated to a certain extent. She's probably not like the star player that you'd imagine that people would turn to in terms of missing them. But a great game from Katie McCabe. Always great to see her play. I think that Arsenal just looked a lot fitter on the day. Um, Beth Mead's first goal, I mean, she like ran past Neve Charles in a way that she shouldn't have been able to get past her. Um, Chelsea obviously got a very similar goal quite soon afterwards, but Alessia Russo, I mean, what a signing she has been for Arsenal this year. We knew she was going to be good and we knew that she hadn't really hit her ceiling yet, but just some of the goals she's been scoring this season are very, very nice. And I think if Arsenal managed to capture Mary Herbsoff United, um, they'll be doing very well in the summer. United also had a great result last night against Tottenham. But I think the true winners of the weekend have to be the Irish women. Uh, Caitlin Hayes, two goals. Nee Farley, goal. Rusha Littlejohn, assist. Amber Barrett, three goals, which is interesting considering the fact she hasn't been in the last camp. Saoirse Noonan, goal and an assist. Tyler Toland, goal. Eleanor Ryan, Ryan Doyle, goal. Kira Grant, goal. Abby Larkin, first two goals for Glasgow. So... This is the sort of thing we want to be seeing from our teams. And since we're not getting too much of it from the men's side, the women are doing their best to prop it up at the moment. But um, yeah, it's nice to see that the players are kind of ending their year on a high. And not think that Amber Barrett is the Island Lease and not think she's doing it at a level that's that good. That seems to be the implication. Like whenever she was asked why Barrett wasn't in the squad, she did say footballing reasons. And she kind of made some passing comments about the league there that, kind of had people questioning yeah, what she thought of the, the standard. Yeah. Um, I, I can understand it. I mean, Amber did struggle a lot at the World Cup and just didn't seem to be at the level that was maybe needed. But she was also coming off the back of a really difficult year in Germany. And, you know, she talked quite extensively in the lead up to the World Cup about how much her mental health had kind of suffered in the club with the way that the coaches had interacted with her and not giving her the opportunities but also not really talking to her about why she wasn't getting opportunities so yeah I mean no matter what league or what stage you're playing at if you're playing in Europe and you're scoring goals you should probably be at least knocking on the door of the managers and saying hello Mm. look at what I'm doing but I think Gleason in particular has kind of when she was in the role she has very much found her starting lineup and Carusa has been in such great form. She also had a very keen eye on the younger players that were coming through and wanted to give them time. So I can understand why Amber wasn't getting the opportunities that other players were. Um, we think there's going to be a new manager this week. 
yeah, Gavin Comiskey has it in the Irish Times that it's going to be this week. And that's why I had heard it was going to be before Christmas anyways. Um, apparently it's been whittled down to two, two male managers. Colin Healy was one of the names that I heard. And then another manager from outside of Ireland. Um, didn't hear any names on that one, though. But yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what the full the full management team is going to be confirmed this week as well. So it won't just be the manager. It'll be whoever's taking the assistant job and we are recording an episode of Koi Gig tonight which will go out tomorrow morning and uh, Emma Byrne is back after the international window so definitely stay tuned for that tomorrow morning because we will be asking her what she can tell us or if she will be staying on um, we, The expectation is that she will be staying on right? Irrespective of who gets the gig that um, Yeah I mean that's what when you kind of talk to the players and you talk to people in and around it, it seems like there's definitely an eagerness there for her to stay on. Um, I don't know, like from her perspective, I've said this before, she has always said that she would be quite keen to take a club job, not necessarily like a head coach or anything, but just a management role within a club and do that before going fully into international management. Now, I don't know because of the experiences she's had over the last couple of weeks with the international team, maybe that's changed and maybe it is dependent on who comes in. You know, we've talked before about the fact that it seemed when Gleason, Healy and Byrne were there, it was very much a shared role in that they all had, they were all quite vocal on the sidelines. You know, whenever there was a break and play, all three of them were chatting to players, which wasn't really the case whenever Vera Powell was there. So if that's a system that's been developed and if the relationships have been developed there that can be taken forward, um, it's going to be interesting to see what they decide to do. I mean, if they're going to try and put an entire team in place already, I would think that some of the people that are there are staying on. Yeah, unless the new manager obviously comes with, uh, this is my backroom team and mm. that'd bring everybody. Um, Which know. would be like relatively unusual in the women's game for a coach to have a fully fledged background team that they want to keep with them. Like you will have certain coaches who maybe have one yeah, coach so or I, assistant. I, but There'd be a financial element to that too, I think. Mm. You know, someone coming in externally, you know, yeah. get them on the mileage or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Colin Healy would be the continuity candidate in many respects mm. would seem to be yeah I mean I like as I said like, he, um, <clears throat> you know he was, he was at sort of Cork City previously and always seemed to have a love-hate relationship with like frontline management in some respects like the some elements of it but um, like massively well regarded as a coach but his work with the Cork City Academy prior to that like great success rate of players from there so um, I, can, I can definitely see that angle yeah and you could see him working really well with Emma Byrne being more front and centre uh, like um, if, if there's elements of it that he didn't particularly enjoy um, it would absolutely be no harm for yeah there is also the other thing though that there is a massive amount of pressure on this next year compared to what they have experienced over mm-hmm. the last couple of months like you know they obviously had the pressure of having to qualify for League A but also with the standard of opponents that wasn't really ever in doubt and there's been generally quite a good mood around the team and when they start playing better opposition will that last you know like I've definitely noticed since the World Cup the level of attention on the team and even just like the fans and stuff the last couple of games I noticed they're like properly stalking out the players like Katie McCabe literally probably needs a security detail the next time she's in Tala with people banging on windows and stuff trying to get an autograph or get a photograph and um, I suppose whoever does come in has to be prepared for that and I don't know if 
it is a continuity appointment how prepared the people coming in will be for they've seen that though right they're saying it's pressure I actually think that's a massive opportunity right like is the expectation that we're going to top our group in division one it isn't no not at all but I think there is the expectation of the qualification for the next tournament for the Euros so that's probably the thing that's going to be a lot of focus is going to be put on and also style of play because I think if we go back to how we used to play under Vera or something similar to that, and obviously everyone knows we're not going to be able to do like the free-flowing football that we've seen in some of the games over the last couple of months, but if we go back to that style of play, will there be a bit of a backlash from people being like, oh, well, you got us to a World Cup, but that wasn't good enough sort of thing, which is does keep kind of coming up every so often whenever we don't perform particularly well. So... It'll be interesting. I'm curious to see who it is and just kind of put a bow on this year and kind of, you know, get ready for a new start, new qualification period and just see how far this team has actually come. Um, Because, as you say, massive potential there. We got an email actually during the show uh, from Google saying that of all the sports things that were Googled in the country, the Women's World Cup was the second largest Google search after the Rugby World Cup. Right. What do you think came third? I was quite surprised by this one, I have to say. Uh, like, is it our sports okay, stories or events? It, they're like events, they're games. Mm. Uh, Limerick, Kerry, Dublin? No, actually, interesting, there is no GA on it. Ryder mm. Cup. Oh, right. Which I thought was interesting. Then Ireland, England, Inter Miami, obviously, messy. Ireland, Australia, under 20 Rugby World Cup, Euro qualifiers, Ireland, Netherlands, and Ireland, Gibraltar. No GA? Is the people in GA no not GA. know how to use Google or does Google not know? Well, are, people, are people sometimes just Googling just to get TV times for Maybe. stuff? Like in well, GA, you know, is, you know already. Yeah, you, know, it, you know already. How to watch the Rugby World Cup was one of the most searched questions they people turned to Google for. So They are. Like, they are the, <laughs> that's the algorithm right there, yeah. yeah. Um. Off the ball, breakfast. Ireland's sports breakfast show.
Off the ball, breakfast. Ireland's Sports Breakfast Show.